Hey gamers, this is Joe from What I'm Playing Now, and I have episode 133 of the podcast that was originally recorded on October 3rd of 2016. Some of the games I played this week, the Pathfinder Adventure card game, of course we got some more of that game in. I played a little card game called Lotus, which was both very fun and very good looking. Played some Terraforming Mars, a little food chain magnate, an online version, and a little Don't Starve Together on my PS4. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the games. This is Joe Luzzi from What I'm Playing Now, and thank you for joining me for another episode of the What I'm Playing Now podcast. Hey, as always, you can send me some emails. Let me know what you're playing now. You can send those emails to what I'm playing now at gmail.com. You can also join us in some conversations over on Board Game Geek. We are guild number 2440. We are guild What I'm Playing Now. On Twitter, look for us at What I'm Playing Now. Don't forget to drop the G, like I always say. On Facebook, just do a search for What I'm Playing Now. Our Google Plus page is plus.google.com slash the plus sign. What I'm Playing Now podcast. And then, as always, our Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. All right, let's jump into a few of the things that I played for the past couple of weeks, although the past couple of weeks have been extremely crazy for me and very busy. We do have some games to talk about, though. A couple of the games I'm going to talk about, I'm going to just say what my initial thoughts are on them. I would like to play them in their solo variants, but let's not jump ahead of ourselves. Let's get back to the first thing that we normally sometimes talk about this past week. And I got together with some friends down at the local game store, and we played some Pathfinder Adventure card game. We're still working on Season of the Rune Lords. We had to try again. 2-3-B, tick-tock on the clock. This is the second time I actually attempted this scenario. The first time I was successful. The second time, my group of four was unsuccessful. So we will need to try this one more time. We had a couple of people who were not able to attend a couple of weeks ago when we actually successfully completed this with only three of us at the table. Yesterday, we tried with four, and it was much harder with four. The whole movement of this scenario and the way you are forced to move counterclockwise at the beginning of one player's turn, and then everybody can only move one space clockwise to the locations is just extremely difficult to try to get everybody to close the, the, those locations in a nice, fast manner, especially when villains or henchmen are on the bottom of the decks. This is one of the trickiest and more complicated scenarios I've actually seen them throw at us. I can't wait to finish this one and move on to see what some of the other things are, but this one is definitely, it's it's just a tricky, hard scenario. And, it, and trying to plan what characters will land on which locations so they can possibly have the ability to close them based on the skills and abilities they have is very tricky and you kind of just have to go with the flow on this one and if you get out of sync and a couple of people end up on the same spot at one time somebody's going to be taking some damage at the end of their turn and you try to negate that as much as possible and try to have as little a bit of that but sometimes I know I was rolling the d4 a couple of times and losing some cards but it's a nice tricky one like I said, the first time we tried it, we got through it. The second time with four people, we were not successful. We ran out of time. Luckily, nobody died, so we were very happy with that. But we're going to have to try this again, especially since in the third scenario set here for Riot, for Season of the Rune Lords, there are only four scenarios, actually. So we have to do this one, or else the the, the players won't get their full updates that they get from completing four scenarios in a set. So 
this is one we're going to have to knock off the list at some time or another. So next time when we meet in two weeks, we're going to be trying this one again and hopefully get past it and move on through the rest. I know Mummy's Mask is coming out soon. Stores are taking pre-order, I've heard. Uh, Paizo actually did their um, email out to people who had the subscription for the card game that they were going to be finalizing their orders this past week. So if you had a subscription with them, you may be getting it from them or order it from your local game store. I'm really looking forward to Mummy's Mask, but we have a little bit of ways to go before we're going to be able to even start that one as we're finishing the season of the Rune Lords. So that's our quick Pathfinder adventure card update for this week. All right, and then the next game that I played is a nice little interesting card game. And it's a card game that was designed by Jordan Goddard and Mandy Goddard. It's published by Renegade Game Studios. And this is a little card game called Lotus. If you've seen this at the store and wondered what it is, let me tell you about it right now. And I have a feeling this is one you're going to definitely want to get. This is a game for two to four players. You can probably play it about 30 minutes or so, uh, depending on after the first time you play it, it will pick up a little bit. The object of the game is a victory point scoring type of game to where the person with the most points at the end of the game is going to win. What you're trying to do is you're trying to complete flowers in front of you on the table. There can be one of each of the five different types of flowers in front of everybody. You're going to be playing petals from your hand to try to complete these flowers. And whoever actually puts the last petal on a flower will get to take those cards and score them at the end of the game. There is also a marking on the card that will state who actually has control or whose kind of card that that hand came from. Unless if you took from the wildflower cards, you can also put a guardian on there to try to get control of there. Whoever had control of that actual flower can take either a five point victory token or they can take one of the three special power tokens. So let's talk about how we're kind of playing this game here real quick. At the start of your turn, you're going to draw four cards into your hand. You can then do a couple of actions. The actions you can do are you can play a pedal card to the table and you can play one or two pedal cards from your hand into a single flower. So if you are going to play an iris, which is the purple flower, you can play one or two of those cards for an action. You can then take a second action and the second action can be playing another sort of or another type of flower onto the table, or you can exchange pedal cards. You can take one or two pedal cards from your hand, put them at the bottom of your deck, and then draw the same number of new cards from the top of your player deck, or you can move a guardian. And the guardian is going to be a little token, a little wooden token that you have in front of you, and you can put those onto any flower, or you can move it from one flower to another flower during this move a guardian step. And what that does is it gives you an actual extra point when you're looking to see who has control of the cards. The interesting thing about the cards is the five different types of flowers all have a different numerical value to them. So the iris is a three petal flower, the primrose is four petal, the cherry blossom is a five petal, the lily is six petal, and the lotus is a seven petal flower. So as you're building these different flowers, you're going to try to be the one who finishes the flowers off so you can actually take those cards. You're also going to want to pay attention to who, what, which players are playing um, cards into the different flowers because you don't want to necessarily give up control of a flower to somebody else because when we were playing, those five-point scoring tokens definitely came into play at the end of the game during the final phase where you're actually doing scoring. So the game is a lot of fun. 
it's it's a very simple game, but there's a lot of deep strategy in in the game because you're trying to constantly think of controlling the different flowers and trying to stop your opponents from being the ones to finish the flowers. So let's get back into a little bit of the gameplay real quick before we go into a little bit more of the strategy. After you do a couple of your actions, you're going to draw back up to four cards, and pretty much that's kind of it for the for the actual actions of the game. When you complete the flowers, like I says, you're going to determine control, and you're going to pick up the flower, and you're going to get to keep all the cards into a separate pile. Those will be scored at the end of the game. If you actually choose to take a special power tokens, there's three different power tokens that you can have, and everybody has the same power tokens that can be taken throughout the game. The first one is an Elder Guardian. This one is actually a different colored guardian that you can place, and it will actually give you a plus two control to the flower that you put it on instead of the plus one that a normal one will give you. The Enlightened Path allows you to hold five petal cards into your hand at one time instead of four. And the Infinite Growth one will allow you to play three or more cards during the play petal card action. And you no longer have to obey that two card limit that I mentioned at the beginning of the game. So getting these extra special power tokens during the game is something that you probably want to do right away. And then you immediately want to just jump over to start taking the plus five scoring tokens and take those as, as many as you can get. Because like I said, we had one player that was playing with us that had quite a few of those and it definitely shifted the balance of the game into his power to being the winning player. But the art on these cards are beautiful. The flowers that you're creating are really cool. Like I said, this is a very fun game. It's a lighter game, but the strategy is nice and deep. You're going to be playing the cards, like I said earlier, trying to block your opponents from finishing the cards. And you really need to figure out when you want to play one, two, or possibly more pedals if you do have the ability to at a time and not necessarily leave a flower to where there's just one petal needed to complete it and hand those points over to an opponent. So you really need to pay attention to the game, really watch which petals you're playing at the, at the time. Like I mentioned earlier, there can only be one of each type of flower out on the table, which I think is a really interesting aspect to the game. So you can't have two of the lotuses out at one time, two different, you know, two different lotus flowers being built at one time or two different irises being built at one time. So only one type of flower can be built at any one particular time in front of the table. But you're going to get a, quite a few different flowers out on the table at one time and people are going to be finishing very quickly. So Lotus is definitely a game that I had heard some really good buzz about, but I hadn't had a chance to play it or or do too much research on it. I was really glad that one of my friends was able to get this to the table um, and bring it into our normal game Thursday game night when we were playing, and so I could actually play this one, because this one has definitely jumped to the top of my list of going to be adding to my collection. I was, I was very impressed with this game. I have a feeling my wife and I will enjoy this game quite a bit. This is a type of game we could sit down and probably knock out, and like I said, you know, it says, you know, 30 minutes to probably play it with a two-player game. We could probably knock it out in about 20 minutes or so, you know, right around that time is my guess once you have all of the the rules down to the game but it, there really aren't a lot of rules to the game and the the rule book is written very nicely it's explains everything you really don't have to go out to board game you can look too many things up from what i remember from us playing and lotus definitely a game that if you have not tried give it a shot and i have a feeling it's going to be one you are going to want to add to your collection now 
All right, and then what else did I play for this week? We got into a game of Terraforming Mars. So I had mentioned up at the top of the episode that there's a couple of games that I've played recently, but I want to play their solo variants before I really give a good review on them. One of those games is Terraforming Mars. The other one is The Pursuit of Happiness. I had played that one a couple of weeks ago. Both of those games have a solo variant to it. I'd really like to explore that solo variant a little bit on both of these games, but from what I've played of both of them, they play great with multiple people. We had a four-player game of Terraforming Mars going the other day, and actually down at my local game store, I believe there were three different tables where Terraforming Mars was being played, which I can't remember the last time I saw, I've seen a game played on that many different tables during its first couple weeks of release. It's Terraforming Mars is definitely a great game. My buddy Eric actually had picked up some of the templates that will go over your tableau and your ta your um, player board that sits in front of you. They were little plastic laser etched pieces that kind of fit on there to where you can put the, the, the colored tokens into so they aren't moving all around your player board. Those to me almost seem to be a must get for this game because there are just so many little cubes that are going to be all over your player board. Not having those inserts to kind of keep everything in place is going to possibly get a little crazy. I know when I was playing the game, I, I go down to the game store right after work. I usually wear a long sleeve dress shirt to work, so rather than changing, I just head right down to the game store and I'm in my jeans and my dress shirt. And even though I had my sleeves kind of folded up, my sleeves were sometimes almost dragging across my player board. And had I not had that tray in front of me, my pieces would have been moving constantly all over the place and I would have just had a hell of a time trying to just keep it all in order. So I am going to be ordering those laser cut inserts here very shortly and I will try to maybe get those into the show notes as well. As far as the ones we played with, they did work really good and I can definitely say it was a recommendation. So I'm not going to talk about too much more about Terraforming Mars or the Pursuit of Happiness as far as the gameplays goes. They're both great games, but I want, like I said, I want to play the solo variant before I give a good review. So hopefully within the next week or so, I can get those some solo plays in and get some reviews out for those. One of the other things I actually played this week was a little food chain magnate, but we played this one a little bit differently. My buddy Eric and I actually played this online, and you can play this online at play.board.com gamecore.net so if you go out there you can actually just create an account and play food chain magnate for free so if you've actually never played food chain magnate and you kind of want to know what all the fuss is about this game because trust me there's a lot of fuss going on about the game it is a very very good game and if you don't want to drop the hundred or so dollars that you pretty much have to pay to get a copy of food chain magnate right now playing the online version is actually a really good alternative i was really surprised how well the user interface was once i got a feel for it after the first couple of turns i fell right into the swing of playing the game and we had a great time playing i tried to use a different strategy that i had read about on board game geek where i tried to go for the guru pretty much right off the bat Eric had a nice little hamburger empire going and for some reason just ran away with the game and I couldn't stop him. I tried to counter with pizzas and instead of trying to go with burgers myself and trying to piggyback off of him, I tried to do something a little different and my strategy just fell flat on its face. But live and learn, strategies come and go and we will try again and I'm sure we're going to be playing this game online again soon. And that's it for the board games that I played this week. But my wife and I did get in a little bit of PlayStation 4 time together, and we downloaded Don't Starve together. And Don't Starve is a nice little survival type game that we've played on the PCs 
probably for the past couple of years we had found this. I believe it was one of the free games for PlayStation Plus members on the PlayStation 4 several months ago, um, if not maybe even a year ago or so. But Don't Starve Together is a little different. They've actually released a co-op type game where you can play together. There's We were actually playing co-op. You can play PvP and you can try to kill each other and everything, but this game is hard enough to where you really don't have to have another player in the game to kill you. Eventually, the game will kill you. But Don't Starve Together on the PS4, we were having a lot of fun with. We were trying to get back into the swing of things, trying to relearn everything because it's been so long since we had played this game. We forgot all the recipes and what we needed to complete different things and what some of the different strategies that we were using originally as far as let's do this first and then build this and this we were pulling wikis out again on the laptop on our tablets and both of us had stuff downloaded on our phones and we were just trying to refer to any different resource we could to give us a few tips just to get us back underway and we actually died a couple of games like I said the game will eventually kill you but the last game that we played we got far pretty far into it we were at day into day seven or eight which is pretty good and then we had to stop and i have a feeling we're going to be revisiting this game again this week some more because it's a nice little co-op game that we can sit and just play split screen together and have a really good time we had the don't starve together on the pc but we just really never had a chance to kind of sit down and play it it was nice we could actually do it split screen on the big screen tv downstairs just sit on the couch and enjoy it and try to just keep other alive and not starve so that's it those are the games for this week. Like I said, I was on call this past week for work, so my work schedule was just completely hectic and crazy. That's the reason why I'm releasing this a couple days late, so I apologize for this. I do have an interview coming up this week, so get ready for that. But before we talk about anything further, let's talk about a few of the things that I want to play now. One of the games that I actually just received from Plaid Hat Games is Seafall. This game is huge and was very popular at Gen Con. It sold out immediately. People were trying to turn around and sell this thing for insane amounts of money, which is crazy. I ordered my copy from Plaid Hat Games. I was nice and patient. I waited for it to arrive. It arrived today, and since I ordered from them, I got my free little treasure chest of metal coins for this game. They came in 1, 5, and 10 denominations, and I have to say the coins were definitely worth ordering from Plaid Hat Games directly. Can't wait to get this one to the table. I've already talked to a couple of friends, and I think we're going to start a weekly game at my house, and this is probably going to be the first game that we try to play. And one of the things I'm going to try to do when we're doing this is possibly streaming it out to Twitch, because I believe I'll be able to do that with my wife's laptop. So this should be pretty interesting. I'd like to get a group of three of us together to possibly play this, three or four, and we're going to try to stream this one out to Twitch. Keep an eye out for that, and I will keep you posted as to when that will happen. And then one of the other games that I picked up that I'm really excited and looking forward to, this is a game that I have been wanting to add to my collection for quite a while. It was a game that jumped up to the top of the Board Game Geek charts under very popular games, and that's through the ages of new story of civilization. Some of the people down at the local game store laugh at me when I said that I was really interested in playing this because civilization games just aren't for everybody. I really did not have a civilization game in my collection. I knew that I've done a lot of research on some of the ones that were out there. This one seemed to be one of the better ones that were out that that's available right now. And so I said, I just got to get this one and get it added to my collection. I've been reading through some of the rules. Hopefully my wife and I are going to have some time to sit down and give this one a shot as it's one that I really want to see get to the table. So through the ages of New Story of Civilization, I cannot wait to play that one. But that's going to be it. We're going to do a nice quick podcast. Like I said, next week I will have an interview and I'm going to be trying to get be getting in touch with more game publishers and some game designers to have some more interviews coming up in the near future. 
And as I get responses and emails back, I will start announcing those on the podcast. But until then, hey, you know what to do. You can send me some emails. You can let me know what you're playing now. You can send those emails to what I'm playing now at gmail.com. You can also join us in some conversations like I was saying at the top of the show in our board game Geek Guild. What I'm playing now is the guild, guild number 2440 on Twitter. We are at What I'm Playing Now. Our Facebook page is What I'm Playing Now. Just do a search for that on Facebook. Google Plus is plus.google.com slash the plus sign. What I'm Playing Now podcast. And then as always, our Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining me for another week of the podcast. I will be back next week with some more games played as well as some other talk from the world of game, board games and video games. But until then, you know what to do. Go play some games and then let me know what you're playing now. Have a great week, everybody. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.